Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Yun Man. I am your co-host, Ace King Andy, followed by your host, the most supreme Tony, the breaker of trees, the hater of comic sands and memes, the maestro of wood, and the owner of uh, giant dick. <laughs> That's the important part. Let's make sure that important part gets heard. That one is all speculation. No one has confirmed <laughs> it. That's because Holly doesn't pay attention to this at all. <laughs> has she listened to an episode? I don't think so. Mm. She, she's Wait. not exactly supportive of my shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You know, you support her on her endeavors, but like she can't do that for you. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's fully one sided. Yeah. And I'm safe saying that because she's never going to hear this. Yes. <laughs> Next week. Tony is in the doghouse. <laughs> right. The first time she decides to listen. So, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, we've been on hiatus, vacation, uh, mental break of things, so to speak. Uh, I've seen a couple shows. I've traveled some. I've, you know, played a lot of disc golf. I've, I've, I've had a busy, busy month. How about you? Yeah, yeah, things have gotten pretty busy around here as well because I'm employed again. So, hooray, awesome. Um, but that also means that the majority of my waking hours is spent in meetings. So, that's fine. Uh, the paychecks are coming in and they're wonderful. So, can't wait for that to get back on track again. Yes, getting paid for work is always a good thing because no one wants to work for free. Right. So, all right, so the job's going good. You're all happy. Yeah, so far, it's pretty smooth. Uh, it's stuff that I've been doing for a very long time, just doing it for a different company, and uh, getting paid more than I have in the past. So hooray for that. But don't let anyone know that. Hey, Tony. Yeah. Now that you have dear money, go buy a fucking Xbox. <laughs> uh, that's, that's stretching it a little bit. Uh, the, the dear money is still a little ways out. Well, you know, there's things to strive for in life. Oh, sure. It's good to have goals. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've, I've been busy. Today was the league final for Shenley Disc Golf League 2021. I shot seven under in my round. I was a little disappointed that I didn't do better. I did have two, like, fuck-up holes, hole 10 and 11, and I bogeyed both of those. So I had nine birdies. But it was it was it was fun to get out. Afterwards, there was a little awards ceremony at Heming Hemingways, I think it's Hemingways, at uh, in Oakland, and you know stopped there and, and got a bite to eat. And I they gave out awards for the last two years because there hasn't been a lot of gatherings. You know, of, well there wasn't a lot of gatherings for a while, so so we we skipped awards and all that shit last year. So this year, uh, I got my fifth place trophy from last year uh which it was a coffee mug and it's really nice and it has you know what place it came in and in the league and everything it's really nice and so uh also i got an award for this year and i came in second overall improvement uh, yes i did improve i it's funny because i thought i played better last year even though last year was a shorter year and i didn't play as much last year because um it, because it was it was a little bit rougher to do that last year. Yeah. And 95% of the rounds that we played this year were in the rain. So that was also a, a thing, but we had a good time. And I do have an update for Ace Watch 2021. So I saw, please so, well, share I don't, the story. I don't remember if I mentioned my last one because it's been a while since we've been on air. So I wanted to say that I did get a ace a couple of weeks ago. It might have been a month ago. So I, it's been a while. I don't know if I if I did it on there, but it was hole 15 at Knob Hill. It was with the Bay, a, the AGL Baobab. Yeah, I think I did. Now that I remember, <laughs> I did mention this. Um, so I did get that. But also today, we it, during league round, I did not get an ace. But, however, after going to fuel up on some food at the Bagel Factory, Nick and I went back to Shenley and we played another round 
And on hole number three, I stepped up and decided I'm going to throw forehand this time rather than backhand, which I'd never really throw other than this hole. So uh, I threw it and I threw this beautiful like shot that was just, it was perfect. And it just cut at the right time, right around the tree, right into the basket. And there was some witnesses all over. So that felt good too. So people can see I, I do it like with people around, not just with people like not around verifiable that's important yes i mean not like nate who like the like two or three aces he's had this year no one has been around so did they really happen no hmm. no no it's guaranteed <laughs> no uh nate nate is definitely the type of person that would cartoon style tiptoe up from the tee pad up to the basket look around like he has some kind of a guilty joke he's saying and then drop it in and shake the chains really, really loud to make it sound like he did the actual ace and then stand there and whoop just in case anybody did happen to be wandering by with their dog. But uh, that's totally Nate, by the way. Yes, it is really. But uh, it's funny because you said cartoon style tiptoeing around and all I hear is that. Dee, 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 dee. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's all I heard. That's funny. <laughs> so, yes, uh, I had an ace today. Hole number three, Shenley. It was a forehand. It was my pink Firebird that now has six aces on it. That is it, a lucky disc. And it's funny because uh, like the one guy I was talking to, he's like, man, why don't you retire that then? It's like, okay, well, something is obviously working with this disc. Why would I retire it? <laughs> Here, you've been good. I'm going to like let you sit on the bench for the rest of your life. Screw that. I'm going to use it. Exactly. That thing's got the curve. So. It, it, it's, you want to use it. It's a magnet. It really is. And, and it's it's funny because this uh, the week before I kind of fell off. But this week, I something clicked and I was really accurate with my my shots. Like I was putting them where I wanted it. And I, I felt this I felt this week I'm going to get one. And even today, like waking up, getting out on the course, I was like, I'm getting one today. I feel it. I feel it and it happens. So it's, it's good that, that it did. It is number nine on the year. So I'm happy with just doing that. I mean, I'm happy with getting one. The fact that I've gotten nine this year has been pretty spectacular hacks. Yes. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting more. I, I do have a little bit of a, a goal in mind. Uh, I would like to get 12 for the year just because I mean, I might never do this again. I might never get another one again, but like, I would really like to get up to 12 so I can be, say like, I got one for each month, even though I didn't get one in every month, but. Yeah. Have, have a, just a general dozen. Yes. In there. Now the question is, can I do a if you have, dozen? right. Like, is there a baker's dozen in the future? If you hit 12, say November 3rd, do you stop then? like any sane person would and not go out in the butt ass freezing cold tundra of December yeah. and go and play and hope for another one? Or do you just continue to go out there and throw as many as you can risking frostbite and severed fingertips in order to get that 13th? Dude, I played this golf in all weather. I, I mean, I would much rather play it when it's not freezing cold, but I will play it because I like the exercise. I like getting outside. And I just love the game. It's a fun game and you don't really need anybody to play against. Uh, I've, I've played like a bunch of rounds myself like this week. And it was, you know, I, I didn't take the radio out or anything this time, partially because it was, it needed charged, but I, I just, it was just listening to nature and kind of focusing felt really focused this week, but yeah, it was good good times cool so yeah uh what else have i been up to uh this past past two weekends i went out of town i went to the see here now festival in new jersey it was kind of cool uh, i was a little bit concerned just because being in that atmosphere with lots of people how i would react it was it that when I when we got there and I went to the first place, like, like the first band I wanted to see was like Rainwolf. 
And we moved down onto the beach because the actual stages are on the beach. So went down to the beach and went up to the, up to the, not in the pit in GA, but we weren't like extremely close. And it started getting a little claustrophobic for a minute. It, it was just a lot of people were coming and I was like, I don't know if I want to be here. So we ended up going up onto the boardwalk and watched from there. And it was, it was, I'm glad we did that. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't ready for being that close with, with people. And uh, it was good. But when Pearl Jam went on, it was like, we had enough people around us that we were, we were comfortable that it wasn't, it was, I didn't feel claustrophobic, but it is weird doing something like this in the pandemic. It really is. Oh, sure. I, I hear that. I know that the, it's a much, much smaller scale, but still that kind of crowd of people, the brewery on Tuesday nights where we play D&D, they have an Oktoberfest celebration going on this weekend. Mm-hmm. And they've tried to entice everybody. Hey, come and join us. Show up here for, we've got all these beers and it's going to be great. And Tuesday nights, there's maybe 10 people there and five of them are us. So mm-hmm. there we have all the space in the world. I, I was like, no, thanks. I, I understand. I'll get the beers eventually. If they run out, well, my loss, I'll take it. I saw photos from last night and the crowd that was there celebrating and like they're all crunched up and they're cheering and everything. I was like, I'm significantly glad that I was not part of that. Mm-hmm. Regardless of pandemic or not, that's just not my scene in general. Add on the general unease of being around specifically Floridians yeah. that flaunt that kind of shit. No, thanks. I'm good. I'll pass. So, like I said, much smaller subset, but the idea still stands. That mm-hmm. many people crowded into a small area, that's not me. I, I cannot and will likely will not ever go back to that. Okay, so fast forward to this past weekend when I went to California for the Ohana Festival. So there was a bunch of bands that are going to be there. And one of the ones that I was most interested in were... Uh, Eddie Vedder, Pearl Jam, the Black Pumas, and Maggie Rogers. I, and for the most part, that's like right next to the beach. So you weren't actually on like like where the, the festival ends is where the beach began. So like people on the beach could actually like see the festival happening through the fence. It, it was it seems smaller. It was more low key and uh, relaxed. Uh, being in California, it was very, very cool and interesting. And it's it's funny because I didn't realize this until I got home. In two weekends, I was on one the East Coast touching the water, and then I was on the West Coast touching the water. It was really freaking weird. And it's cool that I can say that I did that. I will say traveling on a plane in the pandemic can be kind of a pain in the ass. One you, it's it's mandatory to wear a mask, which I mean, I completely agree with. I am 100% on board. Everyone should wear a mask. But being on a plane for that long, you know, being in the airport, you know, it's like doing all of those things and having to wear the mask for the entire time and not really being able to take it off. That got annoying. I don't know how people do it. I don't know how, like, you know... Um, stewardess or stewards or if, is that what they're called the male stewardess sure <laughs> okay <laughs> or they stewardess too i don't know i'm anyway uh, i i don't know how they do it. it 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 definitely is i'm i'm so glad right now that i do not have to go into the office because it is mandatory that you wear one at your desk and i don't know if i could work eight hours wearing a mask like i i don't and some of, and especially with like, you think about nurses who, I mean, they were probably mo- like a lot of them wearing them all the time anyway. And I just don't know how, I mean, I'm sure at some point you get used to it, but it just having a, a beard and, and wearing one and, it, you know, you see this freaking, this mask looks very tiny. Oh, sure. In this face. <laughs> But yeah, uh, the festival was cool. Uh, I got to see some really good music. 
and they had stands. So you actually could sit in the stands and that's what we did for two of the nights. The third, third day with Pearl Jam, uh, some friends were deciding to go up closer to the stage and we saw where they were and we're like, well, there's space. We could do this. And we did. And I will say this, it, like I felt old that day because I was a bit, I, I drank water, but I was also like peeing a lot. And when you're up close, it's hard to get in and out. So you kind of try to like limit yourself. And I didn't fill up my water bottle again after going to the bathroom the second time. And I should have, but I was out of water and Pearl Jam is right about to go on stage and we're all standing and we're around the group of people that we were with and, you know, felt comfortable because, you know, we, I, you know, I trust these people and I just felt my legs started hurting. (laughs) My back was hurting. My hip was hurting. My feet were hurting. It's I I thought my knees were going to give out and I was going to pass out. And I'm like, the show hasn't even started yet. What the fuck? Like, I I like it felt like I aged like 50 years right there. It was hard. And I was able to live stream like four, four songs, four or five songs before I, I had to quit. Also, like Facebook started blocking people from recording it or or streaming it so so they were all like all anyone who was streaming like most of them went down it was a shorter show because it was a festival so it wasn't like the normal three plus hours show it was like a a almost two hour show and I found myself as much as I've waited to see them live again and everything I wanted it to end because I didn't know how much longer my body could take it and that's sad because my mind is like, I can do anything. I'm going to fucking go out there. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I was feeling it. I was feeling it bad. And I was worried because uh, during the show, somebody did pass out who wasn't too far away from us. And the crowd, usually for GA, these are people who normally wait, like camp out like the night before to get like rail. They want to be like right on the rail, like touching the band. and. A lot of people do that. I, I, I just, I, I, I don't know. It, I could, I can't, I can't do it. It's a young man's game now, brother. At one point that was you. Yeah. So I will say this sitting in the stands at, it might sound lame. It wasn't lame. It we had a good time though. Sitting like the first night, it was just sitting straight on the bleachers. The second night we, we got a blanket and we, all shared this this blanket on on the row and it, it it helped but still you're sitting for that long you're not moving your body just you know and then night three we moved up and it, you're so close and you can't like really there's you have enough space to like wobble back and forth it's not like you can really <laughs> dance and it, it, it it's hard and it was just really hard on the body oh sure you're old yeah i am <laughs> and uh yeah uh the festival was great got to go to in and out burger even though like there was a del taco like right across the street from the venue i didn't end up getting to go which really disappointed me because i really wanted del taco bad and uh i didn't get it but was able to drive down the uh drive up the highway with highway one or the california coast highway whatever the fuck it's called i don't know that was cool went to laguna beach had some beautiful scenery there with just how the the how there's like cliffs and and you know all these different rock formations and stuff around it it was really cool uh there was a lot of shopping there that i wanted to kind of just check out but we didn't really get a chance to do that there was a place that we went to called proud mary's for brunch we went there three days in a row amazing french toast i will say amazing they're probably number two on my french toast list when you go like the first one being i believe it was huey's at a diner in new orleans okay so so it's huey's this place and then the pittsburgh airport no the pittsburgh Pittsburgh airport is is (laughs) the the piece of town talk 
with, that with was like maple syrup on it that she was just put in a toaster. Seriously, it was like pre-made fucking French toast. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't even fresh French toast. It was nasty as fuck. It, it was like from an ego box with the ego logo, just electrical tape over top of it. So you couldn't see it. <laughs> no, no, it, 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 you're giving it too much credit there. It was worse. Ego's actually edible and this wasn't. Yes. Okay. It was most pathetic French toast I've ever had. And I know we've talked about it before, but I don't care. It's Oh yeah. I just love needling you about it. It's yeah, funny. Yeah. But the, but, this French toast was amazing. And the owner there, uh, I can't remember. I think his name was Steve. I can't, I, I'm not hundred percent sure. He was really funny and really cool. And we ended up getting pictures with him and he, he, he was, he was great. He told us like how he ended up with this place and, and it was just really cool. Got to see some seals all hanging out at the dock and they were just, you know, all day. It's funny because the boats have to put up, like buckets all around the boats and on um the dock so they don't lay there <laughs> i just thought it was funny there's like hundreds of lowe's buckets all over the place it's like why oh that's why i keep those lazy bastards from lounging around yeah make them earn their take out there in the water so anyway yeah shameless plug for proud mary's in um dana point california they were amazing and I highly recommend anyone going there. Uh, I had a breakfast burrito the one day and I had French toast with um, bacon, egg and cheese sandwich uh, the other two days. And they were delicious. Everyone who got food there, it was delicious and they had huge portions. So if you're going to Cali and you're in that area, I highly recommend it. And I will say, yes, In-N-Out Burger was delicious. And I only got it once. And I'm kind of disappointed about that. But at the same time, I can't eat it all the time. Yeah, because you're old. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Tone. Hey, yeah, it's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. I was feeling good about myself, but I'm sure glad you're here to tear me down. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Knocking that pedestal out from underneath. Yeah. Well, fuck. There it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Another thing that happened when I got home is I had... Uh, Mao had some issues. Mao woke up, woke me up yesterday and he was kind of crying pretty bad. And I mean, he's a crier. He always fucking whines. And I'm like, what is it? What is it? And but he seemed he was in some pain or whatever. So I came downstairs. I didn't see anything. I went down in the basement. I saw he threw up all over the place. And um, when I went down there, he went in the litter box and he's trying to take a dump and nothing's happening. And I'm like, well, this isn't good. And then he's just looking at me like, like, okay, okay. <laughs> so I had to take him to uh, the emergency vet um, not too far from here. And he was not, not happy at all. He, he was crying. It's, it's hard with pets because you feel really helpless with them because you can't communicate to say it's going to be all right. You know, I'm, they just think, you know, this is hell. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they don't understand. I mean, some of them might, but like Mal, no, he wasn't having it. So um, apparently Mal has been constipated. So I don't know what you fed him, Michelle. What the fuck? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> lots, lots and lots of cheese. Yeah. Lots of cheese. So, so he, um he was struggling. And so they gave him an, enema and they had to manually try to remove some things and he passed some things but there was like one or two that they weren't able to pass and the vet called and she said that he was really um not a happy camper about having to try to manually get these out i don't like i could try again i could do another enema but at the same time, I don't necessarily recommend that. <laughs> Apparently, Mao does not like butt stuff. So he was not a happy camper. And yeah, he, he was able to come home yesterday and he had me scared. But he seems pretty normal for the most part. I, I, I do have to give him some medication, some pain meds and everything. And that has been kind of 
an issue because cats don't it's not like you can say take this and they're like okay <laughs> no they're just like fighting you it's like get the fuck away from me it's like this is for your own good <laughs> yeah yeah like you said you can't communicate that hey this is going to be all right this is going to make you feel better because they live in the moment and they don't speak english yeah so yeah it's never fun it's always kind of wrangling them with a towel or a blanket so that the claws don't come out and then eventually you get sliced up anyway because that's just how it is yeah it's it's it is like that and it's funny because you think about it if you if i tell mal hey do you want to go on the porch are you hungry do you want some food oh he knows exactly what the fuck i'm talking about (laughs) it's like you're gonna be okay don't try to kill me you know no yeah doesn't understand but yeah he's doing better now and um i just have to keep an eye on him and make sure that he poos so here's yeah, to... that, that's got to be awkward like he goes down to do his business and you're following along watching him like the fucking hellscape am i in now where i've got a chaperone to take a shit yeah but i mean it's not like he doesn't do that shit to me all the time <laughs> it's like i go to the bathroom he's right there and he'll just sit there and look at me it's like i don't like to be looked at when i'm doing this leave me alone you can't be a shy pooper with cats no they don't give a fuck (laughs) they're just like i'm here you're gonna you're gonna spend time with me it's like if you really want to spend time with me during this you are fucked up yeah because like you're fucking trapped right now where are you gonna go now Mm -hmm. pet me no (laughs) and then they just look up at you like what's that smell (laughs) right he, yeah, he, he's doing better though. Um, Good. Was a scare though, because I mean, he's like 14 ish. So, I mean, he's getting up there in age. I mean, he, he's still got all his marbles and way too much attitude. Oh, yeah. Still chugging along. Still chugging. So, we do have some good things coming up, some things good to look forward to. I don't know about you, but I heard Mastodon has a new album coming out and they released two singles from the new album yes have you listened to them yet i listened to both yes do you have an opinion thus far i do and i know that comes as a surprise because usually i'm not a very opinionated person but i'm trying to branch out try to mature myself a little bit and have some opinions about things so bear with me on this okay pushing the tides not really a fan I think it's just it hasn't grown on me yet. Tear Drinker, I fucking love it. So the chorus riff for Tear Drinker, I am absolutely in love with. It started out kind of slow the very first time I listened mm-hmm. to it. And that's the one that was released yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've listened to it at least three dozen times. I'm not shitting you. Like it has been on repeat since. The first time I listened to it, I thought, okay, this is starting out a little slow. Brand's doing kind of this slow singing that he's known for and uh eh, okay this this getting into it and then as soon as he did that like the snare drum blast Mm -hmm. and rolled into the chorus that riff i was on board with that the bass solo that uh troy does with the wah-wah pedal and then brent's like patented dissonance disharmonic solo that doesn't match with a tempo or the key or anything with the rest of the song (laughs) like the first time i heard that i was like what the shit is this and then i realized no that's brent hines that's his trademark like he Mm -hmm. just he doesn't care about timing he's gonna do something cool and after i don't know the third time of listening through it just became like part of the song And it shows like that weird kind of dissonance that they're usually known for, at least with their later stuff. So yeah, that one I loved. Pushing the tides. So this, I may be a little bit biased because I've been listening to them via the YouTube channel and they Mm -hmm. have the videos there. And I think Tear Drinker has a solid video that would be augmented by possibly a whole lot of foreign substances in your bloodstream because Mm -hmm. it's out there so pick your poison and watch that and sit back and just have your brain explode the video for pushing the tides i outright hate like hate this thing and i can't i can't really put my finger on why i hate it so much but 
I think that is bleeding into my enjoyment of the song because I did listen to it without that video up. And I was like, okay, it's Macedon. You could hear stuff in here, but I haven't given it enough time for it to grow on me. Like it wasn't an initial catch for me because I watched it with the video and blah, blah, whatever. I don't think I've given it enough time where Tear Drinker, like I said, right after that snare blast and into the, the chorus riff, I was sold. I'm on board with this. Regardless, it's more Mastodon. And I can't yeah. wait for the entire album. I am eagerly awaiting the full release because I can't wait to see how they put all of this together. Like they don't really do concept albums the way like Queensryche or Yes would. Like mm-hmm. that, that whole progressive concept album thing story from beginning to end they do it their own way they have a topic that is kind of i don't know an emotional journey based on their personal experiences that they put together in some kind of order whether that's chronological or tempo or whatever there's an order to all of their songs on a particular album especially the most recent ones so Mm -hmm. I, i can't wait to see what this story is yeah, I'm interested in it's supposed to be a double album, like, you know, because it's it, they have a lot of music. So I, I've listened to both songs. I've only listened to Tear, Tear Drinker, right? Mm-hmm. I, I've only listened to Tear Drinker twice because I, I've it was released yesterday and I've I was dealing with mal issues and everything. So I haven't really given it a full like. I'm sitting down. I'm only focusing on this. Listen, I have listened to pushing the tides and at the beginning, when I first heard it, I'm like, okay, I'm not sure if I like this. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's not what I was expecting or wanting, I guess. But once it got to more of the chorus, I liked the melody and that is kind of like getting stuck in my ear, you know? and it's just like okay i'm so i'm really kind of digging that melody and i'm getting into it i i do want to give uh tear drinker a better listen and i will do that tonight but overall i'm really excited about new music from mastodon i'm like you a little worried well maybe not like you but (laughs) i'm a little worried that with the pandemic a lot of bands made music And I, like I said, uh, how long ago, like this year better be the year of new music because everyone had nothing to do for the last year. So they fucking have, should have new music, which I'm also excited. Thank you. Scientist has another album coming out uh, in, in, I think at the end of October or early November. And I'm excited for that too, because holy fuck. Yes. Uh, But I was a little bit worried because there was Ben bands. I was really looking forward to their next album. And they didn't really capture what I wanted and I, I didn't love them. And that was Red Fang. I love, I love Red Fang. I think they're great. Their last, their newest album, it just didn't stick with me. And then there's the band 68. Like I like a couple songs, but it wasn't like, oh man, this is really good. I can't wait. You know, there, there hasn't been too many albums that have come out since the pandemic that I was like, this is fucking brilliant, you know? The one I would say is really good, even though I haven't given that a full listen, like a full like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm sitting down and only listening to this for a couple hours. And that's the new Royal Blood album. When it comes to videos, I liked the song Boilermaker. I thought it was okay, But after seeing the video and having it like repeat on like when I when I'm at home, I'll just put on YouTube and listen to like a music channel and just like have videos on while I do shit. And sometimes I just sit there and watch them. And that Oblivion, or not Oblivion, um, that um, a Boilermaker music video came on. And it's so intriguing. And I like seeing the making of the video. And it's just one guy recording all of this in his like basement with a green screen. And he was on a treadmill and he just slowed down the music and did this, all these like walking and motions and had different helmets on and shit. It's It's fun. And it made me like love the song even more. So like, I really, really dig that song. And I think the video had a part of that. So like when you said, you know, with pushing the tides, you didn't like the video. It's like, well, yeah, if you watch something, you don't really care for it. It's really hard to get into. So yeah, disassociating that with that 
hopefully you can give it a, a, an actual listen and 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 enjoy it again maybe yeah i mean that's definitely on the the table for me because like i said i've mostly been a youtube jockey for a while now it's just the way i consume everything because it's nice and bite-sized and i don't have to get too invested with stuff whatever this was the way that it was delivered to me and it was the overall experience the package of both music and the video and if i hate hate the video for whatever reason like i said i can't really put put my finger on it but i hate watching it Mm. The, the music gets tainted by that experience and all i have to do is listen to it on spotify or whatever not have the video up and i like i said i did that and i started to really kind of get into the music a little bit more but mm-hmm. it's going to take a couple more listens to get over that initial dislike of it because of the attached video but yeah now that uh at tear drinker the video is really really cool like i said it kind of LSD acid trip kind of thing would be Mm -hmm. spectacular for this specific uh, display and the music is incredible. So I really, really like that one. Yeah. It's there's, there's other stuff that I've listened to that because of YouTube it's, there's a band um, half alive. Is it? I, I always forget their name. The band is half alive and the song is still feel. And that video kept coming up on my YouTube playlist. And at first, the, the first time it came on, I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's like, I could, like if you were listening to this, I it could be like, get this shit off the fucking TV now. Like, I don't think that you would like it. And, and but it, after, it kept coming up and it just got into me. The beat and everything, it just, it, it, then the visuals of the video it's it's very kind of simple and it's funny because i've seen like four a three or four other videos of people using that same fucking location <laughs> it's funny when you know artists share locations like that but yeah like just seeing it it, it just the more and more i watched it it's i got into the song and actually now i really like the band so having a good visual you know something visually pleasing to go along with something that you may or may not like, but then like you get into it because the visuals are good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the overall experience. Yeah. And I mean, that would be something if, okay, so hear me out. If there was something aside from YouTube that was more accessible to the general population, I don't know, say like a TV channel where you could play music with accompanying videos. And that would be what that channel was known for. Like if there was a music channel TV or something like that, that played that revolutionary idea, I know, but Mm -hmm. I think that would help with the experience. If only somebody at one of these big uh, monolith companies would take my idea and kind of run with it. I'm sure that some kind of a, say, music television channel would be successful. Yeah. So on that note, but I'm dumb. See what I did there? Music yes. Note. Ah. Okay. I, I, I see what you did there. Okay. I saw the visuals, which no one else saw except me. Right. And I appreciated it more because I had the visuals. See, special treat makes it much more enjoyable. Yes. So are you listening to anything else? Uh, in addition to uh, Macedon having a new album, uh, Lacuna Coil has a new song out that is associated with uh, some video game for something. And they were really big with uh, promoting that. So I listened to that a little bit, but Leo Maracchioli has a new album coming out as well. He's the guy that does the metal covers of kind of the general pop songs and stuff. Yeah. And his most recent kind of big push because it started out really, really well. So he was doing this solo for the longest time and he would Mm -hmm. play everything. And then right before Africa, you heard, you heard her. <laughs> I heard a kitty in the back. There's right. a kitty in the back crying. Right. Yeah. She's just screaming at me. What do you want? I'm Wait, here. <laughs> yeah. She's just standing like right in the middle of the doorway now. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like he used to do this solo mm. and right before the big uh, Toto's Africa cover extravaganza happened. 
I think he was one of the first kind of batch into it, or at least he was one of the first that I had acknowledged into that big kind of TikTok fray, whatever. But he covered yeah. Toto's Africa and he brought in uh, Rabea and Hannah, who are like husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. They're a couple that are very heavy into YouTube music as well. And Rabea was in a number of bands as well. They ended up forming Frog Leap and, you know, took off as a band instead of just Leo Maracchioli doing this. So with the success of that, what he's been doing is collaborating with a bunch of lesser known artists that are there on their YouTube channels as well. And some of these folks are doing uh, covers of different songs. They might be a vocalist or a drummer or mm -hmm. like they have their specialties and he's bringing them in to collaborate with him. And he has done some really, really good ones. One of the most recent ones that I've seen, I think is a couple months old at this point, but just, you know, showed up in my YouTube recommendations was what is love. Mm -hmm. Baby, and it's, don't it's hurt there. me. Right. Don't yeah, hurt like, me. That's no a song more. everybody knows. Yes. They have, um, her name's Priscilla. I don't know what her last name is. She's singing along with him. She's a vocalist. Mm -hmm. And she starts out, kind of its female vocalist and then she gets into a growl at the end and it was like wow that's really cool so boosting up her presence because leo has such a big presence he's bringing her along and now she's got a whole bunch of fans and you know i'm following her channel to hear all the stuff that she's singing to and stuff that kind of i don't know helping people up to that station once you're at that level of success is pretty awesome to see anyway yeah. He's got a new album that is coming out with a whole bunch of pop covers as well. So I'm interested and I don't know what the full track list of it is, but I'm pretty interested to hear what he's got in store as well. Well, that's kind of cool. Have you listened to the new Limp Bizkit song, Dad Vibes? No. Is it worthwhile at least? Is it? So before we get into that, is it a joke song or is it like... Uh, I don't know. Is it, is it tongue in cheek or is he taking it too seriously? Okay. First off, I've listened to it maybe three or four times. That's more than I have. Yes, I know. Three or four <laughs> times more. Three than or four times have. more. <laughs> Honestly, I don't hate it. I don't. It's not. Look, I am going to go on record and I think I've said it before. I don't hate Limp Biscuit. I never did. I think Fred Durst is a dick, but that doesn't mean anything about the music because I mean, the music is what it is. And you know what? I, I have all of their albums except, well, I mean, maybe not anymore. I had all of their albums and um, like they're it's, it wasn't bad music. It was just angry fucking like frat boy bullshit, but it was, but I liked the music. It was, it was entertaining and it was, I had good melodies at points and, and whatever but yeah, borland was a great bassist i mean let's give credit where credit is due like you said it's it's angry bro angst but uh -huh. at the time and place it was all over the airwaves so you had to be exposed to it somewhere and now 30 years later it's being played at the dollar store because that's on the oldies channel now um yeah but west borland was and is as far as i know a really really good bassist so, yeah, separate separate the artist from the art, regardless of what your thoughts are on Fred Durst and his. Uh, so maybe we're making too much shit out of this, but at the time, like Fred Durst was a celebrity that is always in the news for being a shithead. That's every celebrity now, like 30 years later. We, we know that because a lot of celebrities that we were um, interested in were not such shitheads like he was. But yeah. now you can't listen or see something on Amazon Music or on Spotify without seeing shitheads popping up everywhere. It's just mm -hmm. the way it is now. So diatribe aside, separating artists from art. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the new song is not bad. I kind of like it. And honestly, I will listen to the new album when it comes out. I want them to succeed. I do. Because you know what? They have good music and yeah, they might be dicks at times or whatever, but like they're still artists and, and, you know, I appreciate the art that they have just like, you know, winger winger was a good artist. And then 
Beavis and Butthead came along and said, shit on you, Winger. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then Winger fucking like vanished. But, you know, they're touring again and they're like working on a new album. And I think they are coming to Pittsburgh. And I would definitely, as long as it's not like extremely expensive, I would go see them because you know what? They're fucking great artists. Like, I mean, they're Reb, Reb Beach or whatever. He's, he's fucking amazing guitarist. So, so what the fuck? Like, yeah, why not? Fuck you, Beavis and Butthead. God damn you, Mike Judge. I mean, they have more talent than ACDC and, and you guys fucking jerked off all over ACDC. So <laughs> I, I other than I really haven't been listening to a ton of new music or anything. I keep an eye on Amazon Primes, and I know many, many podcasts ago I said I would switch from Amazon Prime over to Spotify, but Spotify is still like twice as much and fuck Spotify with all their stupid ads and stuff. Well, if you pay for it, there's uh, no ads. I, I know, but it's more expensive. And I was unemployed for a while and I'm a cheap bastard. I mean, frugal. But now you got that I'm dear money frugal. and you could be like Spotify. Uh, yeah. rain. I could, but I'm already locked into like a year with Amazon. And I know uh, um, our glorious overlord, Jeff Bezos, I'm just paying for more of whatever. Fuck it. I'm listening to Amazon Prime. Anyway, <laughs> they have a new releases for metal. And I keep an eye on that just to see, okay, what's next? Who is coming out with something new? And some of them are not many, some of them are not real hits. Some of them are good. uh, And I will add those to the playlist and either listen to them once or twice or keep them on some kind of a rotation in the background. But uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of shit that um, people are throwing out there. So the, the whole new music kind of thing, especially if I'm pigeonholing myself into one specific genre, because mm-hmm. they have to be tagged with metal or hard rock on there. Anything that is like alternative or easy listening, or that doesn't even show up on the list. Like I have that specific setup so that it's only the heavy shit, but it's, I have, I have a pretty deep backlog catalog already. I'm happy to just keep spinning that. Yeah. I haven't really found anything new. That's okay. I'm okay with that right now. I'm I'm still listening to the freaking disc golf playlist I made. I made that at the beginning of the year, you know, and I just, that's been my playlist for the year. Yeah, that's, I, I've seen playlists being tossed about all over the place. I get it. I'm old. I'm yelling at clouds. One of the latest things I saw on D&D. So a little bit of a spin that will come back around to music playlists. I promise. Mm-hmm. I swear. Um, getting better at playing D&D. Mm-hmm. Improv, how to run it, blah, blah. IDM for friends. So how do I make things more immersive? How do I do this? Somebody was like, make playlists for your various characters and play them when they have the spotlight. I'm like, who the fuck has time to think about that shit? Apparently a lot of people, not me. Like, They have songs that come into their head when they're thinking about a specific player or a specific character. And this means something according to an arc. And it's like a dissertation on shit that I have no interest or imagination in. I I just don't get it. Everybody has playlists for everything. Music defines how they play and how they perform and what they're going to do. And I'm just like, you guys just don't have satanic chanting on in the background while you're playing Dungeons and Dragons. What kind of player are you? Uh, right, like, like, didn't you grow up during the satanic panic when parents wanted to throw away everything that was even remotely fun? No, because they're 20 years younger than me. So whatever. I'm one of the old Gygaxian bitches. <sighs> so, yeah, we're old. Just wanted to get that yeah. out of the way. Well, I mean, to be fair, like, it's funny because I thinking about stuff when you're talking about, you know, listening to satanic shit. I remember I had notebooks for school in my bag and I wrote, I wrote the lyrics to fucking hostile <laughs> on the back of one of my notebooks and fucking hostile is a Pantera song for anyone who doesn't know that. I remember my dad like went through my book bag or whatever and he, he got all pissed off and it's like you know, you know for one because i mean they say fucking a lot in the song and 
you know, it's it's a vulgar song in a way or whatever. And and I used to have a shirt. I found a shirt down at um Slackers on Southside. And it was a shirt and it said, surprise, you're dead. And it had a stick figure with an, uh, another stick figure like shooting it. And there's like red all over the place. And on the back, it said killing is fun. <laughs> and my dad thought I killed people. <laughs> Andy, the serial killer. Yeah. Like, I, I never thought about that. Why would any? No, I just thought it was a funny shirt. You know, I like if anyone knows me, I like entertaining shirts. I have a shirt that just says ass and I wear it at most of the festivals or shows I go to because I want to be that ass in the crowd. <laughs> right. And just, honestly, just be walking by and people are like, who is that fine ass? It's funny because I it's not like I want to bring attention to myself, but I, I like funny things. And it's at see here now, I probably got easily 15 to 20 people say man i fucking love your shirt <laughs> when and i was in it's an easy funnel so if you're an introvert well, i am or you're like kind of awkward in crowds that's a great icebreaker that doesn't mm-hmm. rely on you know snappy comebacks or top of the head conversation it's just hey this is funny cool there's an interaction and you're done a, a funny shirt, comedic shirt like that, especially if it's like an in-joke shirt. Now, now you've got a little bit of a rapport there. There's some camaraderie without all the investment, and it's perfect. Actually, now I'm thinking about it. I think I like it because I have over the past couple of years, I've I've acquired more of of a social anxiety situation in my head. <laughs> that having something that already stands out. It's like the focus isn't on me. Mm-hmm. It's on it's on this 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 shirt. And yes, you like that shirt. And I like that shirt too. So guess what? We're friends now. Right. <laughs> and and then I don't have to like I don't have to be all awkward and and try to think of things to think about or whatever because I can't be drunk all the time. <laughs> so so then it takes less stress off of me. So I think maybe that's the reason why I like interesting and funny shirts it checks out yes uh also another thing and i can't remember if i mentioned this before but i'm gonna mention it again if i did there's a show on hulu called only murders in the building and it is executive produced by steve martin and it's martin short steve martin uh selena gomez nathan lane's in it sting was in an episode it is really, really, really well done. And the last episode that aired was about the Nathan Lane's son in it. And Nathan Lane's son in this show is, is deaf. And there's very little talking in this episode. And it really kind of focuses on being deaf and paying attention to everything else that's going on. And even it, just the music alone in it, it's just like, very little like slight piano like higher piano in the background for like kind of suspense and like mystery it's done so well i i, I i've watched it probably that episode probably like four or five times because it i just as a film student it's it's so cool to see how they just get into it and they share all these emotions and feelings and thoughts and everything without speaking and and it's just it's really funny so i highly recommend that show for anybody who is interested it's it's on hulu it's i think there's eight seven or eight episodes out right now so i've seen it advertised but i haven't paid attention to it i've also seen the next season of what we do in the shadows is apparently out there as well and again i haven't watched it yet I need to because I love the first two seasons of that. And it's just like, it's on the backlog. I'll eventually get to it. Eventually might be like tomorrow or six months from now. It's just pretty much a crapshoot, but it's uh, there on the backlog. Do yourself a favor and, and get off of this, get get off the podcast right now and go watch it. Cause it's hilarious. <laughs> okay. With it's that, so goodbye, good. guys. And that's it. That's the end. <laughs> oh man. The show, the show is so good. It is really it is really good this year so far. And I, 
<laughs> I don't want to give it away. I want you to watch it so we can talk about it because it's like the episode with the car alone is just funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even have an excuse aside from me just being a bitch. I knew that it was coming. I saw a mm-hmm. bunch of trailers and teasers for it. So I've been excited about it. And it's on there when I sit down for dinner, I'll sit in front of the TV because it's a half hour or whatever, which these shows actually are a half hour long. I can sit there and just play it, but I don't. So yeah, I'm a terrible person. You're not terrible. There was another show that I watched recently that I just could not get enough of. And I can't remember what it is. And it kind of pisses me off because it was really, really good. And I'm trying to see if I can find it. So you're doing the smart thing. Like in today's world, we each have a supercomputer that lives in our pockets. Mm -hmm. And at any point in time, the entirety of the knowledge of human civilization is at your fingertips. And instead of just letting that shit sit and burrow into your skull for three or four hours, you actually go and look to find out, hey, this thing is bugging me. I know it's here. Let me go online and find the resources so that I can find the answer to this thing. Mm -hmm. Me, I'd be like, ah, fuck it, whatever. And then at four in the morning, it would suddenly, like my brain would finally catch up to me and be like, God damn it, that's what it is. And then it would wake me up out of a solid sleep and I'd be up, like wired for the next hour and not be able to sleep because I'm a fucking idiot. You're not an idiot. But I do that regularly. Like, I don't learn my lesson there. I just, uh, fuck it. It's not, not important. It's just something that'll bug me for a couple of days and I'll forget about it eventually. You're like, hey, I'm going to look online and find out the answer right now so that I don't have to wake up at four in the morning like some dumb shit in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> the, other, the other show that I watched that was just, I thought was done really well was called Reprisal. And that's on Hulu as well. That's a Hulu original. And that one stars, uh, fuck, I can't remember her name, but she was also in the show Timeless that only lasted two seasons that was on, I think, NBC. And that one was about a time, uh, somebody built a time machine and somebody stole the time machine. So these the people um, are trying to recover that time machine by using the prototype time machine and stop this guy from who stole it from changing history because he goes back in time and tries to, you know, change history for reasons of his own. And uh, it, it, that one was really good. It's only two seasons. It like, it got canceled, but they were able to finish it out to give it like an ending, which Mm -hmm. was nice. And it was really good. But uh, the lady in that she stars in this one. And this was another thing where, they do some cool things in this show that I I thought are just very interesting where they'll be talking in a bar, but then it'll be they're in a car and then the camera pans out and there's like screens around the car. So it shows all these different memories of stuff that are happening and it tells the story in a way where it's like a flashback, but you're seeing it through their eyes, seeing it. And, and then there's some other things that are really cool with the fighting. There's some fight scenes in there that that's edited kind of like a comic book. So you have panels happening at times and it's just, it's done so well. I really enjoyed how it was, it was done editing wise. It, it's, it was really good. So I highly recommend that show reprisal. I don't know if there's any more coming. It ended and it, it could go on. But I don't know if if they they are or not. I haven't looked into it, but I just finished that season. There's only like eight episodes or 10 episodes. So good. Uh, okay, so yeah, that is episode 59 of... Who's 59? That's Gensel. Yes. This is the Gensel episode. Jake and Bake. <laughs> Jake and Bake. Man, I really want a freaking Gensel um, milkshake from the Milkshake Factory. Yeah, you get those in Gensylvania. Man, yeah. <laughs> now you I got me thinking more. Of... <laughs> I can't wait for hockey. I can't wait for hockey. This, you know, I mean, this besides playoff season for hockey, 
there's nothing like the beginning of hockey season where there's just like you feel it in the air. You, you know, like the hairs on the back of your neck start standing up and you're you're on your arm and you just feel it's electrifying. You feel the ice, but it's hot. Oh wow, why man? <laughs> yeah, lens flare. You got like the JJ Abrams camera going on with the sunset behind you. Yeah, the sunset. Look, look, I, I'm in, I'm in lost. Bye everyone.